Welcome to Shouts of Grace Radio, practical conversations from God's Word, hosted by Utah's own Pastor Steve Pearson of Redemption Hill Church in Saratoga Springs and Pastor Keith Radke of River Community Church in West Jordan. At Shouts of Grace Radio, it's our purpose to encourage you to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and grace as the foundation for a genuine relationship with God. Now, let's join Pastor Steve and Pastor Keith for today's conversation. Welcome to Shots of Grace. This is Keith here with Steve. How you doing, Steve? I'm good, brother. How are you? I am well. I'm very thankful that the month of May is almost over because it means that June is going to be here. <laughs> and the reason why that's important to me is because my wife and I have been married for 21 years, and we are celebrating that here in the first On week what of June. day? June 7th. June 7th. And three days later, I will celebrate 24 years. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy, yeah. dude. Man, that's a long time. It is a long in time. In our day and age. And and you know what? It's uh it's been the most rewarding time, the most challenging yes. time. Yes. Um, you know, you, you you grow with your wife, you grow with a spouse, and, and you know, God takes you through a lot of stuff and you guys become heirs of the grace of life together. Oh you man. Know? And it's something that we don't do apart and you know, if we ever start doing that apart, she'll let me know. <laughs> yeah, that's good. There's a song uh, where the lyric says that you, I, I raised you and you raised me, and that that's like I feel like that's our relationship as a as a couple. Is you know we did grow. We got married at 18, and and mm-hmm. uh, you know 21 years, seven kids, now one grandkid. Um, God's good. He's really mm-hmm. good, and I'm I'm very happy and very uh, content with with my family. Amen. And, and if I, wanted, I could go back, if I could go back to that day when I met her and tell that man some things. <laughs> <laughs> Look, man, you're going to, in about a year, you're going to say this. Don't say that. Don't it, say that. It, don't be yeah, stupid. D- don't be stupid. And you're going to think about doing this and you're going to want to put the brakes on that. It's like, but you know what? God refines us and uses yes. the people close enough, uh, cl- closest to us to do the work. And so praise the Lord. That's good. You know, that's what we left off our last conversation is just the process that God is using to make us who he wants us to be, the process that is often painful. Actually, it is painful, regardless, regardless of your situation. Um, you know, when I think of marriage, you know, we've, I feel like my wife and I, we have a great marriage, but that marriage has had its ups and it's had its downs, you know, and there have been times where we've looked at each other and we're like, well, we made a commitment, but I don't know. I don't, I don't like you right now. I don't like you very much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's accepting this that, you know, she's got growing to do. I've got growing to do. We are all growing mm-hmm. as as people and we're growing as followers of Christ. And it it brought to to my mind is just kind of a way to springboard in the encouragement discussion is that there is something that we are to do that helps us um become more resilient in the struggles of life and in the process, right? If you want to be a, if you want a great marriage, there is a process to get there. You have to become resilient. You cannot be easily offended when your husband says stupid things because he will say stupid things. And you cannot, you know, become resentful to your wife because she can't read your mind and figure out how to, to meet your needs. Like she's not, she's, she does not read minds and you do not read minds. And and it's important for us, whether we're parenting, whether we're serving God in ministry, whether we're building a marriage, and in building our own lives, there is a process, and there are so many assumptions and expectations that we have and we've made of, of ourselves and made of other people that 
I, I think just really aren't biblical and and we're making a lot of bad choices because of that. Mm. And so when when the challenges come and when the discouragement comes and and we're and the process is painful, there are some things that we can go back to over and over and over again and and ingrain them in the routine of our life that will help us become more resilient. And Jude, as he's addressing a a persecuted church that's dealing with, you know, end times expectations and end times implications um, there in in their time, he says in verse 17 that you must remember, beloved, the predictions of the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ. They said to you that in the last time, all of these things are going to happen, right? There's going to be scoffers, there's going to be divisions, there's going to be worldly people. But he says, you know, let's let's take our eyes off the negative, let's put our eyes on the positive. You, beloved, building yourselves up in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit, keep yourselves in the love of God, waiting or looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ that leads to eternal life. And then in verse 24, this great prayer, this doxology, this song, he says, Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you with uh, blameless before the presence of his glory with great joy, to the only wise God, our Savior, through Jesus Christ our Lord, be glory, majesty, dominion, and authority before all time, and now and forever. Amen. Like, there's there's this relationship we have with God that makes us resilient. One, we're building ourselves up in our faith. We're praying in the Spirit. We're keeping ourselves in God's love, and He is able to keep us from stumbling. Last night I was preaching, and we were talking about the oversimplicity of the gospel, right? That the gospel is about Jesus, and how people struggle with simplicity when it comes to that. And 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 the example was that somebody wanted. Uh, my wife and I were reading this article about leadership. And this guy's purpose of, the, of his article on leadership was to destroy every popular leadership expert's advice on leadership. <laughs> and one person he goes after is, is someone that many of you would know, John Maxwell. And his, his little maxim is, leadership is influence, nothing more, nothing less. And everything that he writes on leadership comes down to how our leadership affects people, right? It's about influence. And this guy's like, it's overly simple. Uh, uh, overly simple. It's it's just too. It it's not that easy, and and he tries to dismantle it. But why is John Maxwell's principles on leadership so popular? It's because it's easy to remember, mm-hmm. and you understand the greater implications. Why is the gospel so powerful? Because it's simple. It's easy to remember. Trust in Christ, and He transforms your life completely. Mm-hmm. It's the power of God for salvation. It's simple, and. In growing our lives as Christians, like this is simple. Walk in faith, right? Build yourself up in your faith. Pray in the Spirit. Just pray and keep yourself in the love of God and wait for Jesus to come back. Like these are some basic things that are going to get us through trials and difficulties and discouragement in our lives. That's right. That's right. You know, Keith, what does it mean to build yourself up in your most holy faith? Mm. You know, I think that's a that's a great that's a great question to ask. And, and again, keeping it along the lines of simple, it, when the church started in the first century, in Acts 2.42, there's some basic things that are mentioned. You yes. know, um, It says, and they, the disciples, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teachings, to the fellowship, and to the breaking of bread and prayer. And they came, <clears throat> and 
awe came upon every soul and wonders and signs were done. And then it goes on to say, and the Lord added to their numbers. And so right. there, 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 there's a few things there that we do to build up our most holy face, faith that generates two things. It generates an awe yes. of God and it generates a response from God. Mm. And that is he adds, right? And so when you look at that and you say, okay, what does it mean to build myself up in my most holy faith? And faith. And now this is an individual call yes. to people. This isn't a corporate thing that's done in church. This isn't a thing that's done with your family, though all those things surely can be true. But the call is individual because it's your holy faith, right? And so he says the first thing is, listen, you devote. So, so, so this isn't a casual thing. Right. He says you devote yourself yes. to these things. You devote yourself to the apostles' teachings. You devote yourself to the Word of God, to understanding the Word of God, mm. what it says in general and what it says specifically, yes. right? You devote yourself to the fellowship. You know, I understand there's this growing thing that we have in the church today where 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 people are not only not only not committed to a local church and they kind of they kind of kind of play the field if you will with churches one week they're here one week we're there you know it, it almost seems like it's a, it's it, it's a lost devotion to say look God's called me here and I'm going to plug into this and and th- and there's a reason why that's important because it's devoting yourself to the fellowship hmm. there's people that get to know you Keith and when you're bouncing around you might get a flavor of different things, and we're certainly not saying you can't ever go to another church, but there's a devotion to the fellowship, yes. the general fellowship of believers, yes, but the specific fellowship that's mentioned in Matthew 18, that that if somebody were to see you, they could actually go to you and say, yeah. hey, brother, I see something, sister, I see something wrong. You have a group of leaders that could come to you and say, hey, let's let's transform this. You have people in a church that could press around you. So there's the fellowship, a devotion mm to the fellowship, and then a devotion yes. to the breaking of bread, right? Where we're communing with one another. And and then there's the devotion, he says, to prayer, yeah. right? And, 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 and you and I know how important this is. If, if we're not praying together and we're not devoting ourselves corporately, not much is really going to happen. And whatever is happening, there isn't going to be a community there in awe of God going, wow, look what God's doing. Right. How much right. more, Keith, if we're not devoted personally to prayer, are mm-hmm. we to expect, are we to anticipate things? And so when you take those things we're to be devoted to and you do those things, you're building yourself up in your most holy faith. You're producing this awe of God because he's responding by adding and and, yes. and what what is he adding he could be adding all kinds of fruit he could be adding yeah. in your financial life he could be adding in your spiritual life in yeah. your personal relationships it, everywhere god adds but there has to be a devotion to building ourselves up there's no such thing keith as as going down and getting the plans for a building and saying okay we're going to build this structure setting the plans down and praying that some contractor comes along picks it up and says i think i'm going to build this you, you have to devote yourself yes, yes. to those stages and god will do the work yeah and and pastor steve you are fond of using these type of building and contracting type <laughs> of illustrations because that's part of 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 your of your history yeah. but you you also kind of do a little bit of that on the side and, uh, you know, I, I think that is probably one of the easiest things to remember is that our life is like a house, mm. right, being built by the Lord. And, and in the context of the Christian body, we are all building blocks in the house of God, right? We're, we're living stones, Peter says, you know, being built together, um, you know, into this corporate fellowship. And I, I think that is probably one of the biggest 
areas apart from a personal you know relationship with Jesus where people struggle with is if you never put your roots down somewhere you are going to be discouraged like at some point yes devote yourself to a community of faith a community of believers where you guys can share the joys and share the pains you can have honesty you can have openness and accountability with one another and watch God work in your life. And and so, so good to have those kind of devotions. You're listening to Shouts of Grace Radio with Pastor Steve Pearson and Pastor Keith Radke. At Shouts of Grace Radio, we're thankful for the encouragement from Key Radio, reaching Utah on the airwaves with the good news of eternal life from their station in Provo, Utah. Key Radio can be found online at keyradio.org and your support of Key Radio makes programs like Shouts of Grace Radio possible. Now, let's join Pastor Steve and Pastor Keith for the conclusion of today's conversation. So Jude says that we're to build ourselves up in our most holy faith, praying in the Spirit. And then he says, keep yourself in the love of God. What, what does that mean, Pastor Steve, to keep myself in the love of God? The Bible says that in the last days that the love of many is going to grow cold because mm. of iniquity. Mm. Um, now, now that's not talking about necessarily non-unbelievers, but it, you know, it, it certainly would encompass that. But it's talking about um, where it says, because iniquity will abound, yeah. right? The love of many will grow cold. Uh, we are living in a sinful world, Keith. And the more that this iniquity abounds both um, in our in our entertainment industry sure. with what we listen to, with what we watch, with what's piped into our homes through TV, and just everything around us, the ideology of the world in our careers, everything you know is said in John in first John 2:15 that that all that's of the world is passing away, right? And so the lust of the eyes, the lust of the, um, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, all that stuff is passing away. And so because we're watching iniquity abound, something's happening to the human heart, Keith. We are becoming colder. We're becoming inoculated. We're becoming used to, and it's, and all of a sudden now what, what used to be shocking to the eyes, you know, yeah. it's like, oh my gosh. And, and, you know, my son was just telling me, you know, the other day he was at school and he was walking down the, walking down the hall and, and, and just, it took him, it, you know, kind of, he just, well, he was telling me, he was like, daddy goes, I was just walking down the hall and, and then I saw, you know, two guys and they just started kissing before the thing. And I'm just like, well, what, what it, it, you know, back in, in my day when I was in school, that, that ideology just didn't exist. But now, you know, because iniquities abounding, that love of many is waxing cold right. and there's just this numbness to sin in our world. And I believe it's prepping us for an end time massive deception yeah. where, where, where people don't even care about what's right and wrong anymore, right? right? And, and we've passed through the days of relativism, and now we're landing in the days and every man does what's right in his own right, eyes, right. right? We can't even decide what a what a man and a woman is, right? right? right. And so because that iniquity is abounding and our love is growing cold, the encouragement is you keep yourself in the love of yes. God. You make sure that that tender spot of what loving God is and what the fear of the Lord is and what is holy and mm. right, mm. you keep yourself there and yes. you be on guard. And I think that's that's the ultimate thing what he's talking about there. Right, because the further we get away from the Lord and, and, and the grasp and the understanding, the security of his love, the more things of this world and our own thoughts and, and, and the wiles of the enemy will overtake us. They will overcome us. And, you know, I think about how important it is for parents to tell their children how much they love them 
and how much how important it is for a married couple to remind each other of how much they love them. Like you hmm. can do acts, you know, show acts of love, but you've got to speak it too. And and I think maybe th- that aspect of praying in the spirit is one of those things that we do is like we're maintaining that prayer conversation with God where we are just talking to him and he is allowed to talk to us about hmm. about his love for us and about our love for him. I, and I just want to say this really to encourage parents Get a handle of your kids' entertainment, and get mm-hmm. a handle of your kids' social media use. Um, the world is is and just, their friends and their friends, yeah. Because the world has blurred all the lines. Like Steve said, it's post relativism now, and and you know I I've been sitting down with my kids and just scanning through Netflix, for example. And in Netflix, you can set a channel for 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 your kids, and you can set the age level, right? I've noticed on my youngest child, who's eight, there are still some shows on there that I would not let her watch. And I have to sit down and say, okay, don't watch that show. And if you have a question, ask mommy or daddy. Um, There's some things we've had to password protect, so that way Angie and I actually have to unlock so that we can pick a show. So that way they're not accidentally or curiously watching shows they shouldn't. Social media is the same way. You know, if you got kids on social media and you're not friends, you're not following them on social media, why are you letting your kids on social media? Yeah. Like we, you know, it's funny how we can separate the idea from, from, uh, social media to, shall I just say it real life yeah. and where, well, who's your friend? You know, well, why don't you have them come over to the house so I can meet them. Yeah. You know, well, go ahead and bring your friends over here. Like we want them to the house so we can just see them. We can kind of get a feel of their character and all that stuff. But then we just let our kids on social media without any supervision or on any, you know, um, any sort of connection between us and them. That, that's the same thing. When we're keeping ourselves in the love of God, we're keeping that relationship close. We're keeping that relationship open. And our kids need to, to be comfortable with that from us because that is going to form their relationship perspective with God as they become adults and as they move in. Is God close? Is he near? Yeah. Is he a little bit intrusive in a loving way? Or, or is he aloof and disconnected and doesn't care? Like mm. our, what we communicate as parents to our children is going to affect their view of God. That's right, Keith. And you know what, man? I think I think people have the world has hijacked the term legalism, and they yes. poured their own words and their own meaning into it, right? And I mean, you're you're a guitar player, and and at the tips of your fingers, you have things called calluses, yes. right? You you don't feel the strings very much, right? right? And that allows you to keep going. And, and I think what's happened. Is is you know it, the the day you picked up the guitar for the first time and you started playing it? If you played for any length of time, your fingers got oh, it hurt. hurt. Yeah. yeah, and it's the, the muscles same, hurt everything. It's the same thing. I mean, it's like we're we're living in a day and age now where, where where people's first interaction with the sin, their first interaction with the compromise, might be tender. Oh my gosh, there's conviction. But the longer they play with it, they mm. become calloused mm. in their heart and they don't feel it anymore. Yeah. And what happens is, in the same way that God's Spirit is called to transform our is called to renew our mind and to transform our lives, right? In the same way that that's happening, the world's doing that to people as well. It's conforming them into the image of the world and it's transforming their mind and it's hooking them. And there's these calluses that are growing on people's hearts. The Bible actually calls it, um, talks about being seared, like the hearts and the conscience right, is being right. seared with an iron to the point where they don't feel it anymore. And, and so when we keep ourselves in the love of God, 
it's a purposeful action that we that we you know engage continually in those things that we mentioned in Acts two that we engage continually we keep ourselves there we're building ourselves up and we're constantly tender yes. to what God wants to do and say in our lives otherwise the byproduct of that is there's there's no default tenderness we're going to default to our human nature which is corrupt and we'll become slowly callous to what we watch what we hear right, what we right. listen to from people's mouths what we practice everything and so we need to keep ourselves in the tenderness or in the love of god yeah we'll we'll go beyond being discouraged and feeling we'll just give up yeah. you know we'll be done we'll be consumed you know just in the fa- uh, last few minutes of our program today Jude continues and says that we are to look for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ that leads to eternal life. Like there is an expectation, there is a hope that we are supposed to have that helps us to navigate the difficulties of life, the sin, the overwhelming, you know, just sinfulness that's permeating everywhere. To keep ourselves in the love of God requires hope, requires, you know, optimism, looking Mm -hmm. forward with expectation. And, And that is found in Jesus. That is found in the reason why we are saved and we are forgiven and we are born again is because of Jesus, because of what he did, because of what he continues to do in our life so that Jude can finish this letter and say, now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and present you blameless before the presence of his glory with great joy. Like there is a day coming. And when I'm living in expectation of of Christ's appearance, when I'm living in expectation that if I die, I'm going to be in the presence of the Lord, or if he calls me up, you know, and, and wraps this whole thing up, then, then I'm going to live differently. I'm going to, I'm going to interact with people differently and I'm going to see my trials. I'm going to see my discouragements. I'm going to see the struggle differently because I know that he can keep me from stumbling. That's right. You know, that he can present me blameless. That's right, Keith. You know what I love about that? That, that phrase looking to. If you go and you mm. do and, and you look how many times in the Bible in the New Testament, look to, look to, I think of Hebrews twelve two, looking unto Jesus, yes. the author and finisher of our faith. You know, it, that's always a good a good practice when it comes to building yourself up in your most holy faith. When faith, when people rubs you rub you wrong, wrong, look to Jesus. Yeah. Don't look at yes. that. Look to Jesus. Right. And you're always gonna find that hope that you were talking about. Oh, that's so true. You know, Pastor Steve, I think it's important for us maybe to conclude this time with a little bit of prayer. If you are listening right now and you are discouraged with where you're at in your life, or you're just struggling with the process of following Christ, be encouraged, have hope, look to Jesus as the author and the finish of your faith. Look to Jesus as the one who will validate you. He will affirm in your life the things that are bringing honor to God, and He is patient to work out the things in your life that are struggling mm-hmm. and hold on to the love of God and walk confidently knowing that he will preserve you, he will protect you, and he will eventually be the one who gets all the credit for presenting you in his presence and glory. Pastor Steve, would you just conclude with a prayer for us? Yeah, Father, I want to thank you, God, for all the listeners that are struggling right now and need to be encouraged by you. God, you you said to Job, who is this that darkens counsel? Lord, there was a something different that Job was to be looking at, as with us. And so, Father, I pray for those that are discouraged, they would put their eyes back on you, take them off of their situation and people, and know that you are refining them and using all things according to your sovereign will to produce that wonderful conformity into the image of Christ. I pray you'd encourage them with that today, in Jesus' name. 
Amen. Amen. We hope this broadcast and, and the previous episode have been an encouragement to you. If this is your first time listening to us, visit shoutsofgraceradio.com. You can listen to this episode again, as well as all of our previous episodes of the show. We're on iTunes. Uh, we're on Spotify. We're on uh, Amazon's Alexa. Just say, uh, Amazon, play Shots of Grace Radio, <laughs> or however that works. Uh, but God bless you. Thanks for being with us today. We hope you're encouraged. And we look forward to being with you again. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Shouts of Grace Radio. Practical conversations from God's Word hosted by Pastor Steve Pearson and Pastor Keith Radke. We hope you've been encouraged to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and grace as the foundation for a genuine relationship with God. If today's conversation encouraged you in your journey following and learning more about Jesus, we would love to hear from you. You can visit us online at shoutsofgraceradio.com. At shoutsofgraceradio.com, you can listen to all of our episodes, share them online with your friends, and find out more about Pastor Steve and Pastor Keith. Shouts of Grace Radio is a joint outreach of Redemption Hill Church in Saratoga Springs, Utah, and River Community Church in West Jordan, Utah. Thank you again for joining us on today's show, and from all of us at Shouts of Grace Radio, it is our prayer that you would grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ. 